please turn to Matthew chapter 13. And in here, um, verse starting from verse 44, Matthew 13, verse 44. And Jesus, uh, in this in these scriptures, he was sharing some parables about the kingdom of heaven. So that the hearers could, would understand its significance. There are people on this line who would understand the parables and some, it will just go right over their heads. But I pray that the Spirit of God will reveal it to you so that you won't be, you won't be remain blind, but your eyes, your spiritual eyes will open to understand what the parables mean. Yeah, because the Bible says it's given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Us being the children of God. That means, us means those who are in Christ. Alright, so Matthew chapter 13. Let's turn there please. And we're going to start at verse 44. So Jesus here is speaking to the disciples. And, and he said, he's, well, to disciples and others. And he's, and he's talking using, and he's starting with this parable. Verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Verse 45 again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. So these parables reveal some important things about the man and the merchant. And if you understand, if you understand this parable, it will really refocus your thinking about the kingdom, about your position in Christ, your purpose, and what God has invested in, in us. Number one, things to, that we, that we need to point, that I want to point out about the man and the merchant. They recognized something of great value when they found it. The, the man found in the field a treasure. It was so valuable. He sells everything that he has so that he can buy the field, so he can have possession of that treasure. The merchant, he was seeking beautiful pearls. That's his business. But he found this pearl of great value, of great price. So he went and sells everything to have possession of this, of this pearl, of, of this treasure. So that these men recognized something of great value when they found it. Second, they made the thing that they found a priority and they did what was needed to keep it. So not only did they find, find this something, recognize its value, they did what they needed to do to keep it. And number three, they treasured what they found Above everything else. So because of the priority they placed on the value of what they found, they did what they needed to acquire it. So Jesus was comparing the treasure 
and the, the pearl and these parables to the kingdom of heaven or the kingdom of God. Do we even, do we know what we have? Do we understand what has been freely given to us? Do we understand its value? These men in the parables that Jesus was using, they understood the value of what they found. Do we understand the value? Because Jesus said here, the kingdom in verse 44, the kingdom of heaven is like a like treasure. It's like a pearl of great price. Do we understand the value of what we have in us? What Christ invested in us? That's a question I ask myself and I'm asking you that same, that same, that same thing. These people in the parables recognized the value of what they found and made it a priority. Do we not even know the value of the kingdom of God? We talk it. We say we know Jesus. But do we understand the value of the kingdom? Because the Bible says the kingdom of God is in us. It's in us. The treasure is in us. Do we understand the value of what has been deposited in Deposited in us. Yes, we have eternal life. Yes, we're going to be with Jesus. But while we are on this earth, do we understand the value of what we have, the, of what we have in us, the power that resides in us, and the impact we can have of people around our sphere of influence? That's the big question. Do we treasure it above everything else? If you don't know the true value of something in your possession, you will never appreciate it. And you run the risk of losing it. I'll re let me repeat that. If you don't know the true value of something in your possession, you will never appreciate it. <clears throat> and you will run the risk of losing it. These people in the parables not only recognize the value of what they found. They were excited, joyful, and took the necessary steps to hold on to it. Do you hear? They had to hold on to it. We must seek to know the value of the kingdom of God in order to appreciate it. If we do not know, we will throw it away for things of lesser value. And this Jesus confirmed before he was speaking this parable. When he was taken to the wilderness, wilderness to be tempted by the devil. How do you think? Think about Go back and read that account. How do you think Jesus overcame Satan in the wilderness? Because he knew the value of what he had, of what he had. He knew his value. He knew the value of the kingdom because he was king of this kingdom. And because he knew the value, why will he throw away the, what he has, this great treasure, for, for what Satan is offering him? I'll let you think about that. The treasure in our bodies, as I said before, is the king, Christ, his kingdom, and his power. We are carriers of his light. We carry the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. That's what's in us. We carry the kingdom of God in us. As I said, Jesus said, the kingdom of God is in you. 
before when he was on earth, before he died, he said the kingdom of God is around you. It's near you and it will, it shall be in you. Because at time, that time he said it shall be because he didn't go to the cross here. But then Paul later wrote, he said, the kingdom, don't you know that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost? You have been bought with a price. The kingdom of God then now was in us by the Spirit because Jesus went to the cross. So we carry the kingdom of God in us. And this is the treasure. Do we understand its value and significance? How it applies to our lives? Yeah, we can talk about it. How does that kingdom, how does that treasure now applies to our life. We have to be able to take this, understand it, and apply it to our lives. So it could become alive in our lives and be a testimony of our life in Christ. Paul and others recognize the treasure and its value because they submitted to the cause of Christ by preaching, teaching, sharing the good news of the gospel of the kingdom. The treasure in them was able to save the lost, set people free from the bondage of sin and give them eternal life. To empower people by the Spirit to overcome the stresses in their lives through the King Jesus. Those who received the treasure became carriers of that same light with the same potential to set others free. When you understand the power of that's invested in you. You know that power. That's why the Bible says we are ambassadors for Christ. We have that same power, that same anointing, that same spirit. When we share our words, when we share our testimony, when we tell people about Jesus, how we, how we change our lives and what he did in our lives, we are sharing the light with others. And they have to, when they hear it, they have to make a choice to receive it. Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But faith without action is dead. So people can hear, but they have to act on what they, what they have heard. For that faith to take root and become alive. That's how we get saved. We hear about what Christ did for us. We recognize that we need, we need to, we need forgiveness. And we call out to Jesus. We call out to him and ask him to, to forgive us of our sins. That's the act of faith. We hear and then we act based on our confession of faith. And that translation translates us from darkness into light. That's why the Bible said, how can they know unless they have heard? And somebody has to, to go to people and tell them. That's the only way people hear. But it's not only what we say. Our lifestyle reflects what we believe. But if our lifestyle doesn't reflect what we're saying, our words have no power. You understand what I'm saying? So, as I said, that treasure in us empowers us by the Spirit to overcome the stresses in this, in this life through the knowledge of Jesus Christ. So let's turn to Matthew chapter 16. Let's go to, turn over to the Matthew chapter 16. And I'll start at verse 15. And I want to show you something here. This is again Jesus speaking. 
Now he's speaking to the disciples. He's not speaking to the world. He's speaking to his disciples. Verse 15. Matthew chapter 16 verse 15. Jesus said to them. But who do you say that I am? And verse 16. Simon Peter said. Simon Peter answered and said. You are the Christ. The son of the living God. Jesus answered and said to him. Blessed are you Simon Barjona. For flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, or Hades, shall not prevail against it. Verse 19. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose, on earth will be loosed in heaven. That's that's it. Now I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on in this scripture, but there are certain things I want to point out when talking about the treasure. Now, as I said, Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he asked a very important question. And this is a question we should ask ourselves and also ask others. When anybody comes to me talking about spirit, want to talk about spiritual things. This is the first question I asked them. I said, who is Jesus Christ to you? That's the first question I asked them. Because depending on what they say will determine the direction that this conversation is going to go. Whether I am wasting my time or whether they are they're in a position where they're spiritually ready to receive what I have to tell them. Or what they have to tell me. Okay, so Jesus said, who do you say that I am? It's a great topic of discussion, as I said. Because what that question does, it prompts the person that's answering the question, based on what they say, will reveal their spiritual condition. Peter said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Peter understands, understood something. And based on that, Jesus said a few things. Now, when we share the treasure with others, and they're willing to hear it, the Father gives revelation to them of who Christ is by the Spirit. If they receive the words by faith, they are translated from darkness to light. That's why I said, we speak the word, people hear it. But they have to make a choice to receive it. The receiving allows, give God's, the Spirit of God permission to come in. It gives the Spirit permission to come in and start doing a work. When Mary, when the angel came to Mary, and he told Mary what was going to happen to her, nothing could have happened until she said, she said, be it unto me according to your word. She, that's when the, she gave God permission to use her. Same thing when you get saved. You hear the word. You hear about Christ. But you have to say yes. Then the spirit, invite the spirit to come in. And then the spirit can work in your, in your, in your heart, in your spirit, in your, and, and start trans, transforming your soul. The father, as, as 
Jesus said, said, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father in heaven. Okay? So that's why I said, the Father gives revelation to the person of who Jesus is. That revelation takes place by the Spirit. And when they receive the words by faith, they are translated from darkness to light. With that revelation, as they grow, they will, they will come to understand who they are and the power of the kingdom that resides in them. You see, that kingdom or treasure that's in us, when it's expressed, repels the darkness. People are set free and the light is perpetuated in others. And the gates of hell cannot withstand that power. Listen, when we share our testimony, when we share the word of God, people have a choice to make. And once they say yes, there is nothing the gates of hell can do to stop that. Nothing. That's why the Bible, Jesus said here, Peter, flesh and blood, didn't reveal this to you, but the Father. And he said, on that revelation, on that understanding of who I am, he said the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Once somebody says yes to Jesus, and they receive him, the devil can't do anything to stop it. Cannot. So so the treasure is, is in them. Now we have to now, that's why we have to grow. Because when Jesus talked about the parables of the sower, he talks about this, the word of the seed, the word of God being sown. People hear. Some receive. But if they don't, if they don't allow it to grow, if it gets choked, if it's not nurtured, that thing that was put in them can be taken away. That's why it talks about the treasure in earthen vessels. That's why in the parables, the people who found the, the, the treasure and the pearl of great price, they did what they needed to do to obtain it and to retain it. We also have to do what we, we have to recognize this treasure in us and do what's necessary to keep it. Because I tell you, we have an enemy out there who is about to take away everything that we have been given. We have to let it, we have, listen, we have the power, we, listen, he can't just take it away. We have to allow it. Adam in the garden and Eve, the devil didn't just take it. He deceived them and that's how he took it. He couldn't just take it, they had to let it go. When people talk, people talk so much about the devil. Yes, he is powerful. But we, he only, he only has power over us if we allow it. Glory to God. I mean, if you understand the treasure that we have in us, if you understand that, you can't think of yourself as just some victim on this earth. You can't. How can you when you are serving a powerful, almighty, omnipotent God who has invested himself in us by his spirit? You know, the more and more I think about this treasure, you know, I am, I am fired up because, you know, it's good. I have to, I'm reminded of, of who, of who I am, of the spirit in me. And it bears witness with my spirit that what I'm telling you is the truth. Glory to God. So the kingdom, this treasure in us, it repels the darkness. It's not by magic. Not only it repels the darkness in our lives, but 
in other people's lives, but it's not by magic. Why did I say that? The enemy knows that he cannot withstand the power of the kingdom. I mean, I could even go and give you stories about Jesus. How we, when he, when he came and he cast out devils and he healed people, he was repelling the darkness. He was repelling the darkness. <laughs> Glory to God. He was repelling the darkness. They said the gates of hell cannot prevail against the church. That's a, that's a kingdom. The kingdom of God is a kingdom and of, of, and advancing in the darkness. Light comes into darkness and repels the darkness. So the enemy knows he cannot withstand the power of the kingdom. He knows what we have been given and his scheme is to get us to stay ignorant, to ignore it and or take it away. It is accomplished by deception and lies. If you don't know what you have, you cannot wield it against his kingdom. If he keeps you ignorant, you can't, you can't fight against him. You know, that's a tactic. You watch some world governments over the, over history and even today. If you can repress people, keep knowledge from them, keep truths from them, you can control them. You can keep them under subjection. You see, but when you know, when this, when you understand the treasure that's in you, you understand that your enemy has no authority over us. Do you understand what I'm saying? When Jesus, before Jesus was getting ready to be taken in front of the Sanhedrin, he said, he said what? He said, the enemy is coming, but he has nothing in me. What he's saying here, listen, he has no power over me. He's coming for me, but I am, I am allowing myself to be taken. Why? Because I have a purpose to fulfill. I have to obey the Father, so I am allowing him to take me. He has nothing in me. He has no power over me, except what I allow. Whew. But it's this, this whole thing. To keep the saints of God at bay is by the enemy is accomplished by deception and lies. Because if you don't know what you have, you cannot use it against them. We have this treasure. But if you don't know its value, you cannot utilize its potential. You cannot utilize what you don't know. That's why Jesus said to Peter, Peter, do you love me? Yes, Lord, feed my lambs. Then he said, feed my sheep. They got to grow up so that they not toss to and fro with every wind of doctrine. So that they mature. So that they can overcome the enemy by the, by the word of their testimony and by the blood of the lamb. In verse 19, Jesus said, and I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We have been given keys. In other words, we have been given access to this kingdom. The kingdom is in us. But it's not revealing by magic. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's in us. But we have given, been given access to it. By faith. The key to access the kingdom is faith. 
Okay? He said we've been given keys to access the kingdom. And with that authority to affect change in the spiritual realm. Because he said, whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you, whatever you bind, let me, let me read it and I know misquoted. He said here, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loose in heaven. He's saying here, you have power to affect the change of the spiritual environment in this world, around you. Prayer, that's why we pray. Because when you pray, you affect change in the spirit realm. Before you see the manifestation in the natural, the change has to take place in the spirit realm. So that with, with access to the kingdom, you have power to affect change in the spiritual realm. So whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth is loose. Why? Heaven backs up the word of God. Because we are in the kingdom and the kingdom is in us. And we tap into it by faith. So his divine, the Bible says in 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 2 to 3. It says grace and peace be yours in abundance. I'm quoting from the NIV. Through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. Grace and truth. Grace and peace be yours in abundance. Through what? Knowledge. Of who? Christ. His divine power has given us everything we need for godly life. For life and godliness. Through our knowledge of Him who has called us by His own glory and goodness. Through Christ. The only way you know how to tap into this kingdom. Number one, you get access to the kingdom. Right? Because he says what? Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. We are in the kingdom by faith when we believe in Christ. But to tap into its power, you need knowledge. Of who? Of the King Christ. That knowledge comes through the word and revelation by the Spirit. And when you have the understanding and from the by the revelation, you tap in and you put into practice what you understand. That's a walk of faith. And what has to happen when you speak? When whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven, heaven has to back up what you what you're saying. <laughs> if you understand what I'm saying. So anyhow, we have everything we need. We just have to understand its value. Treasure it and utilize it. This is not about going to church. This is not about, you know, just a casual walk with Christ. This is commitment to the things of God. Commitment to your walk with Christ. Jesus said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness and its righteousness and all these things. What things? Whatever you need for life and godliness, whatever you need shall be added unto you. You seek the kingdom and all everything else comes. If the kingdom is a priority, you will make it a priority in your life. You will understand its value. Just like the people, the man and the merchant. In the parables, they understood the value of what they found. And they made it a priority in their life. And they did what they needed to hold on to it. 
we also must make that commitment. Seek to understand what has been invested and freely given to us through Christ. Nurture it. Hold on to it. Don't allow the enemy to steal anything from you. Because he knows that if you are, that's why he says, you are a threat to the, the, the kingdom of darkness. Because if you really understand who you are and the power in you, he has no power over you. Anyhow, I'm going to stop there. I think I've given you some things to think about because I'm still, I'm meditating on this thing still. And I'm being blessed by it. And I'm being reminded, reminded of, of the love of God, the love of Christ, that He's willing to invest this treasure in this, in, in me, in us.